The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What well, matters to me in the A Showtime. It's playoff time, baby. That's right. It's the only time that really matters in the season of the NBA. Playoffs. <laughs> Playoffs. That's what we're talking about. You know, all that other stuff is really preseason games. You've heard me say this many times about really all the leagues. Uh, across the board, uh, football is 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 probably the more exci- more exciting of all of them. Uh, basketball, you know, what's really interesting about basketball is, let's just take it just for example. Uh, Steph Curry last night had a twisted ankle, right? They set him down. If it's football, Steph Curry gets shot up, blown up, uh, overdrugged, and put on the court. There's <laughs> nothing like football, man. Football is just a, a beast of its own, but it's a little bit different. That's what makes their playoffs more exciting than anybody else's. I don't care what anybody says, but the NBA, you have the luxury of a series, uh, a, a five-game series or a seven-game series. I forget which one it is nowadays, but it's certainly at least five. And so you can take your superstar player and rest him. In football, Tom Brady... Twisted ankle, bad shoulder, you know, in the case of Peyton Manning, you know, a bad neck, shoot him up, got to play. But you got to love, it's, it's, it's the National Basketball Association. And so uh, we'll just see uh, if Stephanie, if they continue to win, they, they, they won without him. So if they continue to win without him, then they could rest him more to let him get healed. But if it's the NFL, that doesn't happen. But uh, let, let's just talk about that a little bit because I, I, I understand uh, on the Big Boy Show as I watched this morning, there was a little, you know, something thrown out there about KD, Kevin Durant, and, and also uh, Russell Westbrook, you know. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm throw somebody else out there. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, if the big fella, uh, Superman, wants to, you know, Dwight Howard wants to be in that superstar category, then you've got to live up to the expectations of what a superstar does. He delivers. And these are some of the best played players in the world. You know, you just heard Charles Barkley again on one of the big boy shows the other day talk about uh, they didn't appreciate resting of players. Uh, there's a generation, you know, and not too long ago, I, I doubt they played that many more games than Charles played when he played. And so I certainly understand, you know, why is it that somebody is resting 
It's like, could you imagine going to see a concert? I, let's just, I'm throw my daughter under the bus here for a second. Beyonce. Could you imagine my daughter paying a ticket to go see Beyonce and Beyonce rest on that night and somebody else performs for her? When in fact, in, indeed, the only reason why my daughter would have paid that money, the price of that ticket, was to see Beyonce? That's what happens when great basketball players, and they're all great athletes, but when the best of the great travels to another city in particular, I hate to throw the sons under the, bu under the bus, but I'm going to do it right here. If LeBron James came into the Suns Arena, I think it's Talking Stick Resort is the arena. If LeBron came in, the Suns don't sell out. But if LeBron came in town, they would. If Steph Curry came in town, they would. And so this is what fans are starting to feel when basketball teams in particular, that when they travel or when they have a game of which they, you know, think is meaningless because they've already clinched the playoffs, they rest their players. I disagree with that. That's not what people are paying the price of the ticket for. Steph Curry last night was injured. That was a calculated risk that they took that they thought they could afford to rest him because they could win without him. Or even if they lost that game, it's a five-game series. They didn't think that they could lose five-game series. So they rested him. But let's get back to what I was talking a little bit about Kevin Durant in particular. Because I like the young man. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say last night's performance. I'm not worried about last night's performance with Kevin Durant missing. I think he took, you know, the only person took more shots than him or, or probably equal amount to him was Michael Jordan. And they missed him. But Michael Jordan had a commercial out years ago about it's not all the shots that he made that he thinks about. It's the ones that he missed. This is what I want everybody to understand. I am concerned about Kevin Durant not winning championships. I want him to be the superstar that he is. He needs to figure out a way to win championships. One thing I'm going to give LeBron James credit for is LeBron James was a superstar that figured out how to win championships. Charles Barkley was a superstar that found a way to get into a championship series. He wasn't getting there in Philadelphia. They wouldn't give him what he needed, the surrounding cast that he needed, supporting cast. You need that. One can't beat five on a basketball court, never. It's the big three. You got to have the big three. And so when I look at Kevin Durant, Kevin, it's okay. If you've got to take your talent someplace else, then go. Take Russ with you, though. <laughs> because uh, Russell is the man. Last year, in, a, in particular, well, last year, but certainly the year before that, because KD was hurt last year. And, and then Russell was hurt one of those years, too. They both have been hurt, I think, back to back. But there was some question about the selfishness of Russell Westbrook, that Russell didn't realize that KD was the man. And then KD got an MVP. And, and, and Russell, Russell now is now being talked about as one of the most gifted point guards ever in the NBA. He's figured it out, but I thought he figured it, he had it figured out in the beginning. I still think they're just missing that third wheel. That's the, that they can consistently count on, that third wheel. 
you can't win a championship without that third wheel. I, I just, you, somebody please tell me who did in basketball without that third person. But Kevin Durant has to figure that out because I think KD is the man of that team. His, you know, it's like, come on, it's like Michael and Scotty, Doc and Moses, you know, Magic and Kareem, uh, Kobe and Shaq. You know, you, you, you got to have, you know, your, your, your boy right next to you. And then y'all got your other boy who ain't got with you, too. That's the way that's the way you make it happen in basketball. Kevin Durant shooting last night. Let me say this about those people who know a little bit about basketball. By the way, you, you should know if you've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports here on the Voice of America Network for some almost, I'd say, nine years, eight years, something like that. Shout out to Stacy. Tacy. Hi, Stacy. Tacy for bringing me in to this great network here, Tacy Trump. No relationship to Donald. Uh, but KD, he, he, he's been doing his basketball thing just like all the other great shooters. And a shooter, if like I was saying, a shooter, if you know anything about basketball, I'm a frustrated basketball player. You've been listening to the show. A shooter must shoot. Who in the world was watching basketball last night and complaining about Kevin Durant shooting the ball and missing? Are you serious? How do you think he becomes one of the leading scorers in the NBA unless he shoots? And don't you think that every time he shoots, he thinks he's going to make a basket? That's what great shooters do. You can't tell a great shooter. Kobe Bryant didn't stop shooting. His last game, he, he, made, he scored 60 points. He's a shooter. Shooters don't ever stop. You can't tell a shooter to stop shooting because he's missing. That's not what he does. He believes that there's a greater chance that he will make it than he will miss it. In his mind, he believes that. You know why? Because he's put in the work. You heard Kevin Hart. Everybody want to be famous, but nobody want to put in the work. Great shooters put in the work. Kevin Durant, his, his middle name is Jim. He stays in the gym. Didn't bother me last night. Did not bother me that KD could not. He, I think he missed, I don't know, he took maybe 50, 60 shots, you know, and, so he, and, he, and he missed. So what? He's going to come back. He's going to be all right. But I am concerned about the rest of the team. I'm not worried about Russell. Even Russell gave the ball up a couple times last night when maybe, you know, the old Russell would have shot. The ball. I'm not worried about Russell. Because one thing I know about Russell's mentality is Russell can take a game over. He could just flat out take a game over and can win the game, can win it. Because one thing that I saw at the end that I didn't like about what KD did, I think if Russell would have took that ball to the hole at the end, he would have threw it down. KD didn't throw it down. He, 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 Russell would have just, just broke the rim trying to take it down. I think KD, that last, well, not the last, because after he missed the layup, then the ball went out, you know, and got a couple jumpers. But he, he just did not finish as aggressively as I thought that uh, he should have, and certainly what Russell Westbrook would have done. But I'm, I'm not going to, I just want you guys to know, and I had to get off on this rant a little bit because I like KD. I, I like his game. I like everything about the way he plays. Uh, I just do want to hold him to the fire that he's got to win championships because he's a great player. 
uh, I see KD, if he doesn't win a championship, he almost reminds me of George Gervin. Smooth as the other side of the pillow. But he didn't win a championship. Could score with the best of them. Had a game that anybody would like to have the game. Certainly has the respect of everybody in the NBA. So he, and he's one of those who can walk with his head up high, even though he don't have a ring. Because th- there are those who have rings that know, oh, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not in Ice Gervin's. No, no, I'm not in that category. So, you know, just because, and, and listen, teams win championships. So if you're on the team, you won a championship. But you can believe there's people who have championship rings that are not as good as some of the greatest players who ever played the game that don't have championship rings. So you got to take things in context and think about what you're saying when you talk about rings. I think sometimes people get caught up in that and, you know, hey, you you could settle the conversation with a ring. Well, to be honest, I think a ball boy, I know ball boys get rings. Front office staff get rings. In some cases, wives get rings. So let's, you know, hold on to the ring thing. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. But you know what matters to me. So I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me is NBA. Showtime, playoffs, baby. And, uh, of course, there was a playoff game, uh, a couple of games on last night, and uh, the one that I took the most enjoyment out of was, of course, uh, well, wasn't of course, but it's just me checking out Katie and the boys. And uh, they came up a little short. So I, I just, uh, Kevin Durant's uh, a, a good man from a distance. I don't know him personally. I just like the way he plays the game. I like the energy that Russell Westbrook brings to the game. And... Um, I just thought that uh, 
that last night I might I, I just might see something different uh, than what I saw, and uh, and and then when I got up on, on the Big Boy Show this morning, uh, I think uh, that Stephen A. You know, agree with me. You, we ju we just thought that perhaps maybe last night you know you would have saw something different, and um, you know it, it comes a point in time where you hold a superstar to uh, his his feet to the fire. And uh, to go down as one of the greatest, to have the talent of the greatest, uh, to compete with the greatest, to be mentioned in that conversation. Uh, he certainly has some of the raw skills that could be, you know, that can invite him to that conversation. Uh, but he's got to win championships. So I uh, just had a bad shooting night last night, and uh, that is okay. But uh, let me spend a little bit of time talking about Dwight Howard, if you will. Uh, I was really disappointed watching Dwight play last night. And, I, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I think also guaranteed money is good. It's, it, it's, I'm, I'm not against guaranteed money. I'm not going to go back against guaranteed money. Uh, but I, I just think as a professional athlete that once you step on the court, particularly when it's playoff time, you can handle your business contract-wise off the court. But I, I don't think as a professional athlete that you ever step on the court and you don't give your best to prove a point. I, I don't personally, as a former professional athlete myself, I do not believe in that. Uh, every time I stepped on the field, I, I want to play to the best of my ability. I would think that everybody should want to do that. Uh, Dwight Howard has been on too many teams and... There's been too many problems on every team that he's been on, which says to me that in every case, Dwight Howard has to be the problem. If every place he goes, there's a problem that concerns Dwight Howard, then maybe it is Dwight Howard. And, and I think Dwight, who's been the NBA most valuable defensive player, I think three years in a row, maybe more, 2008, 9, 10, 11, well, 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 maybe, you know, at least three times. Maybe it wasn't four times, but I think it was three times in a row. He's been the NBA's most valuable defensive player. He's still got the talent to play defense. See, that's one thing about defense. You don't have to put the ball in the bucket to be valuable if you're a defensive player. Dennis Rodman was one of the greatest defensive basketball players that ever played the game. I remember he just was just a nuisance. Same thing with, uh, you know, back in the day, Dan, uh, was it Danny Ainge back in the day, one of the Boston Celtics, one of them guys who was just from, out here from Arizona who was just, a, you know, just got on your nerves. He's like a pest, you know. But, but these were people that were distracting on the defensive side of the ball and did a, and did a good job. And, and Dwight Howard is just one of those dominating people in the middle that the paint belongs to him. And so that is something that you can do every night, even if you don't score. You can do that. You can help your team win games by simply being the dominating defensive player that you are. Don't tarnish your professional status because you got a point to prove. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to go down in history like that. If your point you want to prove, then if you want to prove a point, just don't get on the court. Sit on the bench and just tell me you refuse to play.
You don't want to go out there and not play. You, you want to give it your best at all times. And, 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 and they made a point, too, about, you know, wanting the ball. You know, one thing about if you watched the Cavs game the other night, it was obvious that somebody had spoke to Kevin Love that he was going to get the ball. So what did he He went and went to the paint for the whole country to see if they were watching the game and was asking for the ball, positioning himself, fighting for position to get the ball. He wanted the ball. I didn't see that out of Dwight. Maybe they didn't call those plays. But you know what? I tell you what, basketball is only five. You see sometimes a person just holds the ball. Sometimes you see them overpassing the ball. But I tell you what, if I'm Dwight Howard, I'm not sure if I'm, I don't just do that anyway. I'm not sure. I don't just don't go to a spot and like, I'm here. Give me the ball. You pay me all this money. If you want to win a championship, let it come through me. He's a, he's a great passer. He can pass the ball. Pick and roll. Every, they used to do the pick and roll all the time. Him, him and James Harden used to get along well early on. Now all of a sudden there's, there's some problems. I just think I don't know Dwight. I'm just going from what I know about basketball. The man is not giving it his all. It's, so, it's just so obvious. He's a great player. Uh, not a good player. He is a, he's a great player. Is he one of the greatest of all times? No, I can't, I'm not going to give him that. Because he's a big man, he hasn't won championships. But I can tell you, he's a great, in today's game, he's a great player. He's an all-star. He can be dominating, and he's not doing it. For whatever reason it is, it's not reason enough to compromise the gift that God has given you to entertain us in basketball and to play this game that you love. You don't walk away from it. You're out there, you want to play. If you're going to play, you might as well play hard. Don't play soft. Don't get that reputation of being soft. Don't get that reputation that, you know, people can get into your head because it becomes obvious in wins and losses. That, that's what the problem is with Dwight. You could tell how well he plays by how well the team does. Because look at when he was playing to the best of his ability and putting out and was emotionally connected to the game. They were there. They had chances to win. They were contenders. Now it's just they accidentally found their way into the playoffs, didn't want to be there, and the team is actually playing like that. So I, I, just, I just don't think that Dwight Howard is doing himself any good whatsoever to, to be out on the basketball court uh, with a number on, with his name on the jersey, and imitating Dwight Howard because that's all that is. That's just an imitation of Dwight Howard. That's not the real Dwight Howard. And who knows, Dwight may be gone. They, they, he, he may have to go someplace else. I don't think that they have uh, what they need there in Houston to be considered a champion. I, I don't know what the politics was, but I can tell you this team was a better team with Kevin McHale as the coach than they are now without Kevin McHale as the coach. And, and Kevin has an old-school mentality that he brings to the game. I don't know how many of you out there. I'm sure you've probably seen on social media. There's a, there's a video out there, maybe on YouTube as well. Uh, but it is a, a highlight reel of, of games from the, uh, I'm going to say, mid to late 80s, 90s, 2000s. But if you will watch that video, how they used to play basketball, particularly playoff basketball, 
man, it was that was rough. I, I recall that it was, you know, well, I'm gonna go back to Jordan and Detroit. You know, they had the Jordan rules. They, I mean, it was rough. It was some serious basketball. You know, quite a few people. Charles, but y'all see the video. Charles Barkley at the free throw line with one of his eyes closed because he got a black eye. I mean, these dudes was serious, man. Playing basketball, they, you what? No, you didn't get no free layup, really? No, okay, we'll take. Okay, we're just gonna take one. You gotta take one for the team. So what? You put some dudes in there to just take, but you don't let nobody come through the hole just like that. And nowadays, the dudes can you know go to the basket, you know, flagrant foul, but they don't even flagrant foul each other. Any ain't no fouls that, that are flagrant, really. One or two. So a guy gets thrown out for a game or something like that. Put somebody in there just for that purpose. And just let them know, oh, man, you know, if they brought him in, they, I said, that's the enforcer. Got a little hockey going on here like I really know what I'm talking about, a hockey. But throw him in there. We'll pay his fine. Make it happen. Sean Payton did in f- football. Put some fines on some dudes' heads and, you know, they paid him some little extra money. I believe that. Yes, I do. I ain't going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. But anyway, I, I just, Dwight Howard, I, 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 you know, it's just like, again, people pay to see you play. They want to see you play at the best of your ability. You don't even take it. See, they don't even rest Dwight Howard. They let him play, and he just rests on the court. That's not right. That's not right. So I'm, I'm just on this rant because I love NBA basketball at this time of the year. It is outstanding. My Cavaliers, yeah, I, yeah, I, like the big boy show. He says his Cowboys, I'm saying my Cavaliers. As a matter of fact, I'm going to shout out to... I'm going to shout out to Cleveland. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be in a Hall of Fame city. I'm going to talk about that on the, you know, the next segment of the show because I'm going to spend some time in, in the heart of it all. Buckeyes had a spring game last week. Talk, maybe I'm going to talk to a couple of Buckeyes. But before I'm not going to get into that, but I'm going to spend the whole next half of the show talking about the Hall of Fame city, talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm going to talk about a lot of things, but right now we're going to finish up with the NBA. So, um, Steph Curry, as we said, Steph set out. Uh, but the Cavaliers, uh, I just want <laughs> the Cavaliers played Detroit the other night, and Detroit gave it their all. But there was a time in the game where Detroit just appeared to fall apart. And, I, you know, what you do when that happens is you go and, and, and you sit down in the team and you assess the game, and you take a look at there are moments where you either contribute to the game, or you do something that just totally distracts everybody and, and the team kind of falls apart. That's what happened to Detroit. They fell apart. What they thought was a, was a bad call was just a call that was not called. That happens in basketball. And they just fell apart. But, but the Cavaliers are one of those teams that just they have confidence in themselves. They know what they can do. And they know how to do it. That's what you got to do. When you play basketball, you got to know what you can do. You got to know how to do it. And you got to do it. It's, just a, it's not really basketball. It's the ball's got to go in the hole. Bottom line, you know, everybody, you could talk about what you want to with football. You know, you got all these, you know, trick plays and stuff. Like you don't have trick plays. In, the Globetrotters have trick plays in basketball. In the NBA, there are no trick plays. He's going to shoot a jump shot. He's going to shoot a layup. Gonna dunk it, shoot a foul shot. Those kind. It ain't hard in basketball, man. 
You just got to stop the other team from making more points than you do. That's what the Cleveland Cavaliers, everybody knows this NBA championship is on a, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a, it's a dual track, Golden State and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Just a matter, we, are, we even know what day it is. It's just Golden State and the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's how they get there. Do they sweep everybody? Do they win three out of four, three out of five? I don't know. But what I do know, we got a date on the calendar, and it's going to start. It's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. And Steph and LeBron will be there. Now, we got to watch out for Steph's ankle. Ankles are tricky. Something may happen. But the conversation about KD not doing it and Russell and Dwight and everybody else is over. It's now about Steph and LeBron. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm going to take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, here to listen to another show. You're listening to the Sports Network. I'm in Doesn't like it matters. What matters is NBA show time. It's playoff time, and it's uh, that's it, man. That's that's just it. You know, it's time for uh, players to get together. It's time for LeBron and Steph to maintain their health and show up and be where they're supposed to be in the NBA championship series. And uh, we'll all look forward to that rematch. But all this other stuff is just a precursor to what we ultimately know will happen. I'm expecting that. I'm anticipating that. And I think the whole NBA uh, fan population is expecting that. But um, let me talk a little bit about uh, a little bit of a couple other things. Uh, I think this Saturday... This Saturday morning 
Eastern Standard Time, I guess it's going to be about 10.30 and 7.30 Pacific Time. You're going to be able to catch me on WHBC. Uh, I will be doing a, a live radio broadcast there in my hometown, the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. Uh, actually going to be talking about my high school. That high school course is Canton McKinley. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about it many times. Uh, Canton McKinley High School, uh, one of the most prominent athletic programs uh, in the country. And uh, academically, we do outstanding as well. And we're going to uh, the school now. Uh, the city is, is, is now, and I, I labeled it this. I branded it this. One city, one school. One city, one school. And that is Canton McKinley. So uh, we'll talk about the history of the program. I'm, I'm going to be on the air there with a, a former teammate of mine. Um, when my senior year at Camp McKinley High School, uh, Eric Kempthorne, uh, he and his family do an outstanding job there. They own an automobile dealership there, uh, Kempthorne Motors. Uh, whatever you want to get, they got it. <laughs> and uh, Eric is going to be with me on that show. And we're going to talk about McKinley. Um, uh, not yet, but not this season, but next season, the new $100 million stadium. Yeah, you heard me right. High school, $100 million stadium. Uh, the Bulldogs will play in not this coming season, but next year. And uh, it is in association uh, with the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is what I say on our high school campus. And um, the Hall of Fame uh, village is expanding. So uh, part of that was to build a new uh, football stadium um, for the high school, which is where all our games are played. It's our field. They lease the field, rent the field, whatever it is when they need it that one time of the year. And so it's uh, going to be an exciting moment. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I also want to tell you about what I'm going to be doing in Canton next no, not next Saturday, the following Saturday. This Saturday is when I will be on the radio show. This coming Saturday. I think it's like something like the 23rd, this coming Saturday of April. Uh, but on April 28th, I will be in Canton, Ohio. Uh, and um, the Labor's Union, in conjunction with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we're going to have a draft party. And that is because we are trying to bring, notice I said we, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assisting, I'm a Cantonian, so we are trying to bring the NFL draft to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2017, I think, maybe, uh, 17, 18, and 19. All three years, we're trying to get all three of them, or certainly one of the three, uh, but we want, because hopefully the, the uh, project, the Hall of Fame Village, will be finished by those years, not by 17, I know it won't be, but perhaps maybe 19 it will be. Um, so we're, we're trying to get the uh, the draft there. So we're going to have a draft party. Uh, going to raise some funds there. Shout out to Dave Curvin. Dave is the uh, president of the um, labor union there. And uh, the money is going to be raised. The, the, the draft party is going to be a fundraiser. And those funds are going to go to the NBA le NFL legends. Not NBA, NFL legends. Uh, it's going to be a housing community there for, uh, for former players, retired players. Uh, but certainly, it's going to be a, a fun day. I'm looking forward to see a lot of friends there. And 
Uh, hopefully you guys can listen again as WHBC in Canton, Ohio. We'll be doing that broadcast uh, this weekend. I'll talk more about that, that uh, the McKinley football course, and I'm going to talk then about the, the draft party as well. But let me tell you about the, let me talk a little bit about the draft. I want people to understand that the draft is an event in itself. It's coming up on April 28th, one day after my birthday, which is April 27th. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because I was drafted a birthday present for myself. But the draft is like no other. The draft is honestly, you know, it's, it's almost like I, I, there's nothing like having a child in the world. I, I'm not going to go that far. But the draft is like it's a, it's a dream come true. I mean, how many people do you really, really dream about something? And, so, and it happens in a moment's time. I mean, you actually were like 10 years old. And then you're 22. But let's go, let's say, so let's say you're eight years old and you're 22. Regardless, 14 years, 15 years, you know, 10 years, you're dreaming about something every day. You just, you're, you're just picturing it every day. And then it happens. You get drafted. There's no other job like it. And, you know, there are people I'm sure who say, I have a good dear friend when she was a young lady. She was a child. She always wanted to be an attorney. She became an attorney. It's her dream job. She did. She knew where she was going the whole time. She did it. I know other people who have done something similar. But it's not the spectacle that the NFL draft is. The draft is a spectacle. Of, it's like none other. The NBA draft is okay, but not the NFL because the NFL has, has learned how to make it, you know, they brought Hollywood to the NFL. That's what the NFL does. The NFL sprinkles a little Hollywood into everything that they do, and, and which just makes it such a spectacle. And so this whole thing about being drafted, and I wish I could just put it into words, but I'm going to tell you, it's the greatest feeling in the world. You know, besides having a child, getting married, those kind of things, you know, but this, this is something that's outside of those, you know, those things that we know. We don't we don't put those in any other category. There's nothing like getting married. There's nothing like having a child. Those kind of things. There's nothing like that. This is remember, this is this is a work experience. This is a work. This is a job. You know, and it's that, you know some people. Yeah, you want a job. But then there's, there's other people who say, you know. I don't really want a job, you know, and, and I don't really want a career. I just want the money that goes along with it. But in this case, it's a little different because you actually love what you're doing. Or you're like me. You love it on game day and payday, but you love it. And so you really do enjoy doing it. Some people, they can say what they want to say, but uh, I don't know if they really love their jobs. Some people do. Some people don't. But the draft is coming up, so we're going to have this draft party in Canton, Ohio. And I'm, I'm going to be one of a few other NFL, former NFL players that are going to be there. And, and we're going to share our experience with some of those people there. And, and I know, you know, what's so interesting about me is I am one of those people. I'm not a Mr. Irrelevant. And, I, you know, back then... I might have wanted to be Mr. Irrelevant because Mr. Irrelevant at that time got drafted by the Raiders. The Eagles, 
and the Raiders played in the 1981 Super Bowl because it was the 80-81 season. The Eagles lost to the Raiders, so the Raiders actually got the last pick of the draft. And because of Jack Tatum, the Ohio State University's best safety ever, um, and the National Football League's best safety ever. I'm just going to give it to him. Every, you know, Ronnie don't mind. <laughs> but it, it's, it's one of those things Whereas I wanted to be like Jack. So, but when I got drafted by the Eagles, and what's interesting, I'm, I'm going to share this story with you guys before I share it with the draft party. Um, I actually got a call from the Cincinnati Bengals. The draft wasn't even over. And I got a call from the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're asking me if I want to come and be a free agent. Well, it looks like the draft is almost over, Ray, and so uh, we're not sure if, if you're going to get picked up, but, but we'd love to have you, you know, come into our camp as a free agent. This is what I'm saying now. I didn't say this then. This is what I thought then. I just didn't say it. How dare you call me and ask me, that, and the draft ain't even over? And, and why didn't you, you know, choose me with one of your picks if you want me that bad? That's what I thought. I, I'm telling you, I thought that in my head. But what did I say? I said, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, I'll I think about it. You know, that's what I said. I didn't take a number down. Back then, we didn't have cell phones, so I don't know where they call. I mean, they called from the Cincinnati Bengals office, obviously. But it, I, it was like I'd been stabbed. And so I sat there and I sulked for a while. And... I don't know if it was half an hour later, whenever the phone rang again. And it was the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was Fred Bruni. And, well, no, I take that back. It was George Hill. Because Coach Hill called, because he was a former Ohio State coach. And it was him, he telling me that they were going to draft me. Then Fred Bruni, the secondary coach, got on the phone. And uh, he said he liked the way I hit. And uh, looked forward to me coming. Now, I didn't know his history at that time, but Fred Bruni's the all-time interception leader at The Ohio State University. Um, so, but I was excited. Man, was I ever excited. It was a dream come true. And gave me a chance to be a member of a fraternity that very few people in life ever get a chance to be. And that is a member of the 1981 draft class, which is one of the best ever. Just do your research, check it out. I was a member of that. I don't care how low it was. It was actually next to last now, keep in mind. But I got my, got my draft status. So when you talk about anybody ever been drafted in the National Football League, I can put my hand up. And the rest, well, you know what they say. The rest is history. You can check that out, too. All right. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, having a little bit of fun. I'm going to come back and close it out in the next section. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. But matters NBA showtime. That's exactly right. It's the playoffs, baby, and that's the only time that matters in the National Basketball League is when it's playoff time because uh, they have uh, their little short series. You know, it's a series, a process of elimination. You get eliminated after a five-game series. You move to the next and uh, seven, whatever it is. It's not one and done. I know that. That's what it should be. Um, And then we go from there. So uh, I told you earlier I was a little concerned about um, KD winning championships. I agree with the big boy show this morning. And and these superstars at this level, him and Russell too, uh, they need to win championships, uh, not just, you know, uh, move and and win one series and maybe make it into the finals of their conference. but not make it to the championship. They actually need to make it there and win. If they don't, you got to find out some way to make it happen, even if that means moving somewhere else. Uh, Dwight Howard, uh, listen, if you're going to be Superman, you, you got to bring us a little bit more. Uh, we got to be able to count on you. We could always count on Superman. We don't know if we can count on you, man. And, of course, earlier in this show, I also talked about re- kind of revisiting some of the things that uh, – the Big fella Charles had talked about uh, about uh, players taking time off um, in the NBA season. Steph did it the other night. Again, if that's football, that doesn't happen. He's got to get shot up. He's got to play. He's got to earn his money and make it happen. Uh, and that's what would have happened if it had been football. He's, he's the Tom Brady of his league. Uh, Tom would have never set out. Uh, he would have got shot up. And Steph has the luxury of sitting out because they have multiple game series. So anyway, let me go to something that's near and dear to my heart. I also talked to you about a draft party that's going to happen in Canton, Ohio, uh, with the Workers' Union and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I also told you you can listen to me this Saturday on WHBC out of Canton, Ohio. We're going to be talking about that great high school, the Canton McKinley Bulldogs, and the history of that program. Uh, But now, let's go to one of the most interesting, entertaining, and I think very bright young men 
in college football that ever put on a uniform, and that's Cordell, uh, Cordell Jones, and uh, a quarterback for The Ohio State University, Buckeyes, who is eligible for the draft and who's uh, probably uh, what's been predicted as probably the third best quarterback in the draft. Uh, I could be biased. Uh, I'd take him first. Um, but the young man certainly doesn't lack confidence in his abilities. Um, there's some question about, you know, his tweet that he made, you know, his freshman year about play school. He wasn't in college to play school. Uh, but certainly the young man, he, he makes some valid points in his comments and, and his perspective of, about college athletics and his experience along with his perspective could justify the reason that he believes what he believes because he, he's, he's done that. He's, he's done it. He's done that. He's done that, and he's um, he's doing a, he's doing a good job of it. He's doing a good job of articulating his perspective. He did a good job of doing what he needed to do when he was there at the university. Uh, as a student athlete, he did what was required of him. But I think he had a goal and agenda, and he's he's not afraid to express himself about. His goal and his agenda, but I believe he thinks that the NC2A is hiding behind something to cover up their goals and their agendas, and he brings it to the public in in, in a very humorous way, and and that's what sometimes you have to do. You just have to laugh at yourself. It's okay, laugh at yourself, but you play along, and but just play fair. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see Cardell play at the next level because I believe he can. I mean, the boy is big enough. He's been on, like you said, he's been on a big stage. You know, <laughs> it's really a joke sometimes when, you know, when you look at college athletics and how big these programs are and, and, and how well supported they are. And I'm not going to ever say that you know, because years ago, they used to have these all-star games where college football players played against pro teams, all-star games. And uh, football teams did that. And basketball teams may have done it. Certainly, they play against each other anyway in, sp- in the summer leagues and things of that nature. But I, I just think that it's very, very interesting that you look at some of the big programs like Ohio State, like Alabama, and you think... Ohio State and Alabama, you know, could they beat some of the NFL teams? You know, could Ohio State, could Alabama compete, play a competitive game with Cleveland Browns last year or the year before? Think about that. Could they? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just asking you. Tampa Bay, could they have played? Could Ohio State Buckeyes? University of Alabama could could you know Oregon, Tampa Bay could they have played Tampa Bay and played a good game against them? I, I'm just asking, I don't know, but it's one of those things you could think about, you could play with it. But what I'm what I'm I'm just concerned about is they talk about intelligence when they talk about this young man, and I certainly don't want anybody to think that I by any means. Uh, I'm not pro-education. I'm so pro-education, it's a shame. At 56 years old, I got proof that I'm pro-education. I'm still educating myself at 56 years old. But I, I will say this. I, I will say that 
I think these young men deserve more than, than what they get credit for because these are, these are bright people. I, 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 the question, the intellect of this young man, you might question the commitment of school, but you won't question his ability to learn, his, his, his compassion to learn football is like, really? You going to question that? He's so much, he got so much passion to learn that game. But you put a textbook in front of him, maybe that's not what he's interested in right now. But that's what he, you know, that's what you got to do at college. So I would just say that these young men here are, are you know, they're certainly, you can bring into question the commitment of the young man when he goes to school. But when you see these young men play football, know that that is not a person who has problems learning will have problems playing football. Because even when they talk about they, you know, they take some things out of the playbook, you know, you could take as much out of the playbook as you want to. doesn't make a difference. At some point in time, you're going to call a play, and that person has to remember that play, and they got to go out and they got to execute that play. Now, you're not running, if you notice, you know, it's not like you're running, although they, you know what they said about Woody Hayes, three yards in a cloud of dust. Woody would run the same play. In fact, Woody was so bold when he had Archie and the boys, he just said, well, we're just going to run the play until you stop us. Shout out to Guy Troop. Guy Troop said that's what Ohio State should have did that national championship game a couple of years ago against Oregon. We were there, and that's what they did. Just that man who got his shirt pulled up, stop him. When you stop him, we'll run another play. But there's more plays in the playbook. So this, this young man right here, he's an intelligent young man. You, you saw the Ohio State Buckeyes. You saw them play. You saw him play. He, he's going to be fine. Uh, he's going to be a damn good quarterback, uh, I, he, he's a, he, and he's a personality, too. Uh, that's one thing about it. It won't be like baseball. He won't be boring. He'll give you something to talk about. Uh, but he'll, get his, he'll buckle down, and he'll do his job on the field. And so I'm, I'm just so excited for him. So as I go to this draft party, uh, I be, I'm going to be very excited and, and hopeful that Cardell's name comes off the board earlier than most think that it might I think if it came out a year prior, they think that he would. They think that he would have come out earlier than his name would have been on the board earlier than it may be this time around. But certainly, when it happens, he'll be happy. When it happens, I'll be happy. If it ever happens to you or anybody you know, you should be happy for them, and you should be happy and enjoy it yourself. Nothing like it in the world. Lifetime dreams come true on draft day in the National Football League. In this case, it's going to be April 28th. And I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame city with my friends there. And we're going to be celebrating. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, 
visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.